Hi there, folks. Thanks for joining us for the Young UC podcast. My name is Tim, and it's great to have you with us. This podcast is for Sunday, February the 7th. 2021, and the scripture reading is Luke chapter 7, verses 1 to to 17. And I focus a fair bit on what I think is the, uh, well, one of the big uh, spiritual practices that come out of Christianity, and that's engaging with suffering. And this sermon talks about how we can do that in in all sorts of ways. We can do it, um, well, by engaging in the suffering of marginalized people, uh, letting their grief become our grief, and, and really diving in deep into relationship. We can do it by engaging with the sick of our world, people who are carrying illness, um, people who are grieving. Uh, we can do it in our own families and with people we care about, people that are in our communities, friends and, and colleagues and acquaintances. Uh, just when people say, you know, I'm having a rough time, we have a choice there to either check out or, or to kind of dive a little bit deeper and to, to, to participate in the weight that some people are carrying. So we obviously have to learn how to do this safely and well and not let other people's suffering uh, fully uh, tear us apart. Um, You know, we do need defense mechanisms and things like that. But I hope that when you're listening to this meditation, you think about those, those ways that we can uh, allow the grieving world to become a part of our hearts and and in doing so that our hearts can be opened to compassion so i've sort of given the whole sermon there uh but anyway i hope uh, i hope this serves you well i hope that this winter isn't getting you too far down and that if it is that you find moments of peace um with that let's take a moment of peace right now let's just catch our breath Let's pause. And may peace be with you. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Holy God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations in all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. A number of months ago, I sent out in a reflection from the church, uh, a reflection written by a congregant, uh, Dustin. And in it, he lamented something that he thought we'd lost amidst all this pandemic, amidst all the isolation and the loneliness and the separation. He reflected on how people just don't really go downtown anymore. And what's lost there is that so many people that live in um, out of town or in the suburbs, they don't see so much of the struggle that's happening downtown there. We are suddenly sheltered from the, the, the poverty, from the... The, the homelessness, from the mental illness, from the addiction, from all the pain and the grief and the suffering that's happening there. 
there already had been that that distance, but this was just one more level of many people being able to to turn away and and avoid looking and seeing that reality. There's a lot of wisdom in that, and that's always struck me. And I've held on to that ever since. In our our scripture reading for today, it's a couple stories of uh, of of Jesus healing and raising the dead. And it's the second one that I want to focus on. It's the the widow at Nain. And this story is reminiscent of another scripture story, a story of uh, of Elijah who who meets the the widow at um, Zarephath. 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 Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and she's lost and she's alone. And her son dies. They're, they're starving and, and he feeds them, but then her son dies and she's just full of grief. And so Elijah raises her, raises her son or calls on God to raise her son. And this story is, is reminiscent of that. Here, Jesus comes to, to Nain and he, and he arrives at the funeral procession. And he sees this woman whose son is being being carried out. And, you know, there's so much to grieve there. I mean, the a parent losing their child is, I would expect, one of the most painful things that can happen. And add on to that the 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 social burden or the, the, the burden that was placed on, on widows, um, they, they were taken care of by, by their husbands. And when their husbands died, they were taking care of their, their sons, their family. But if a widow had none, none of that, it was very possible that she would become significantly impoverished or, or even die. And that's why there's so much in the Old Testament about taking care of widows, because there just weren't those social safety nets there for them. And so Jesus sees this woman, and it says he was filled with compassion. Compassion is an interesting word, and it's a tough word. But it literally means to suffer with. He saw this woman and at some level he was able to suffer with her. The, uh, the, the Greek word is splachnitsamai. Um, you have to forgive my pronunciation. But it comes from the, the Greek... Uh, uh, splachna, splachna, uh, which means gut. That's your gut. And so here's the story of Jesus feeling something for this woman. And it's an incredibly visceral feeling that he has. He just feels the, this woman's pain and this woman's suffering and this woman's grief. And he feels it down right into his guts. And that's what calls him to action. That's what calls him to do what he does. 
Now, we work really hard in our world to avoid that. I mean, it, it makes sense. No one wants to suffer. No one wants to feel uh, pain and grief. Most people don't anyway. So we avoid it. We try to hide from it. Um, and when we see it in someone else, we, we often will do all sorts of things to not have to share in that suffering, to not have to take that burden on. And, and there's good reason for it. There's safety there, right? We need to, to guard ourselves and protect ourselves and stop ourselves from being completely washed away by, by someone else's suffering. I get that. But something is lost there as well. And we do it in all sorts of different ways. I mean, my own personal way of avoiding suffering is just to, uh, just to ignore it. You know, just, just to pretend it's not there. Um, and to kind of, kind of put on my blinders and, or plug my ears and go, la, 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 la. You know, and just, just, to, just to pretend it's not there. It's some metaphorical level. That's, that's, that's my approach to dealing with it. Uh, for other people, there's, there's different, different things. Some people um, will actually do, do charity, right? To avoid engaging in someone's suffering and feeling someone's suffering and sharing in someone's suffering, people will sometimes use charity as a, a means to, uh, to distance themselves from it. So that someone else's suffering becomes my own pat on the back. Right? To, to feel good for ourselves. No, I'm not saying charity is a bad thing. It's a, it's a good thing and it's an important thing. And we need charity in our world. Um, but we need to be cautious around its motivation. Another way that people, uh, people avoid this suffering is by, um, by casting blame. Right? If you see someone who's homeless, it's really easy to say, well, they made really bad decisions. It's their fault. I don't need to engage their suffering because it's their fault. That'll never happen to me. Whatever bad decisions they made, that's on them. That's another way we avoid sharing in that suffering. Or sometimes what we'll do is we'll, we'll, blame, uh, we'll blame people that don't have compassion for them. You know, you'll see this on, on media of both sides of the spectrum. Oh, they're so uncompatible. They, they don't care. They don't like that. All the problems of the world, they, they blame on the other side, on another group or another system or whatever, and they never really, in doing that, have to engage in the suffering themselves. They never have to, to join in with it and participate in it and, and, and be changed by it. But what that does, what our scripture reading tells us, is that engaging in that suffering, if that's what motivates Christ to action, if that's what Christ's mission and ministry is, when we engage in that, when we enter into that compassion, we're participating in that ministry of Christ in the world. And so when we avoid it, we're shielding ourselves, we're shying away from that ministry. And yet it's a ministry, it's something that so desperately needs to happen in our world these days. We need to learn to, to enter into that, that grief with one another in healthy ways and to share in it. Michael Beth Dinkler said, Real compassion 
is a call to suffer with the powerless. And we're surrounded by powerless, the powerless in our world. We share a lot of that with, uh, with, with the powerlessness evident in, in scripture, um, uh, poverty, uh, marginalized people. Um, we encounter all of that in our world. And so we're called to enter into that, to share in that, that, that suffering of the, that powerless, those powerless. But today, and this isn't reflected great in scripture, there's also the powerless of the natural world as well. We can add that to the list. A world which is under the, the oppression of, of human greed and human violence. Um, and we can talk about it on an individual uh, creature basis, on a species basis, and on an ecosystem basis. That compassion can be found not just for marginalized people. We can enter into the suffering not just of, of marginalized people, but also of a marginalized creation. Finding ways to let that viscerally affect us rather than, than letting us run away and hide from it and, and ignore it and cover our eyes and put up our blinders. You know, these days there's so many ways that we're called to participate in this ministry, to, to share in this suffering and in this grief. that we need to respond. And we need to respond because, because that's our call as Christians, to, to join in the ministry of the God who suffers with the suffering. And out of that, out of that, that shared visceral grief to bring forth life. That's the, the ministry that Jesus embodies in our scripture reading, and that's the ministry that we're called to in this world today. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Young UC podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can go to youngunitedchurch.com. There you can connect with worship, hear past sermons and music, and learn a little bit more about who we are and some of the outreach that we do. All of our work in the world from supporting outreach in Winnipeg to sponsoring refugees to creating content for listeners like you is supported by donations. If you'd like to support us, please find us through Canada Helps or directly through our website. Thanks very much and have a good day.